Being turned into a lizard can really mess up your day. As we step through the doorway, I try to hide it, but I was feeling pretty bad. Welcome to Into the Riordanverse, a Rick Riordan read-along podcast where we read the books that aren't a part of the Camp Head Flood Chronicles. This includes Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the Heroes of Olympus, and the Trials of Apollo. Today we continue our look into the King Chronicles, the Red Pyramid, chapters 25 and 26. We win an all-expenses-paid trip to death and aboard the Egyptian Queen. How how are we doing today? Oh, we're doing amazing today. We're doing we're doing just wonderful today. Some quick background for everyone. Last week we didn't upload because of election stress. Uh and it was very, very stressful, almost a whole week of counting votes. But at the end, the next president of the United States is gonna be Joe Biden. Uh, and it's it is it is a step in the right direction. Just because it's a step in the right direction doesn't mean we are, like, going towards the right direction. There's still a lot of work to be done. Of course, but, you know, we actually have somebody who is willing to actually work towards that and not be an obstruction to justice on a daily basis. Yeah, that is a huge plus. I I imagine, you know, it'll be a lot easier to look like a country and not like a bunch of children to the other countries if Mm -hmm. we have a, a somewhat intelligent politician if we have a politician as president like that that's i think i I, I like to think that the countries have just been like other countries have just been holding their breath like are they gonna do it are they gonna are they gonna put an actual person in the presidency or is it gonna be the monkey again oh boy uh how there's not really a whole lot of news this week percy jackson wise um the only big thing that i want to bring up is that how we've been getting quite a bit of emails apparently so and they're actually, like, I've read through a few of them. They're actually, like, positive, and they're asking some questions and blah, blah, blah. Uh, normally, this is the part of the show where I would read some of them. But since we're getting so many, I wanted to dedicate an episode uh, next week to emails and answering questions. I, I, I can tell by your silence. You are very moved. Oh, can you not hear my clapping? <laughs> no, I, I couldn't hear your clapping. Oh, Gigi, hold on to me. Clap closer to the mic. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, next week, uh, we're going to be reading out some of your questions, comments, concerns, everything you send to us. If you want to try and get your uh, email in before we read them sometime this week, I I can't guarantee what day we're going to do like a recording. But, you know, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, you might as well try and send your email out on Tuesday. After that, good luck. And we'll answer some of your questions and all that jazz next week. Remember, it's into the Riordanverse at gmail.com. I am drinking a hot cup of tea and I keep telling myself, Al, why is it hot? He's, uh, he's done it like four times before this recording even started. It's, it's actually getting quite, dis- quite distressing. So, Hal, this is not a podcast in which we worry about my stupidity. This is a podcast where we read uh, Rick Riordan books. 
That's the only reason why I agreed to do this, to make fun of you. If you don't do stupid things, then why am I here? So, <laughs> we are a read-along podcast. Let's get to our read-along. Hal, what did you think of Chapter 25, We Win an All-Expenses-Pay Trip to Death? Uh, I gave this one a 7. I gave it a 7 as well. Tiebreaker. And what about Aboard the Egyptian Queen? I gave that one a 9. I gave that a six. Why'd you give that a nine? I like, I like, I like boss, I like boss angst. So let's get into our uh, analysis. How you have a chapter synopsis to read? I do. After a disappointing barbecue with Thrall, is it Thrall? That's one. Th- th- that's an email we got that I pronounce it Thoth and you pronounce it Throth, and they're like, "Where the f- is the R?" Good point. <laughs> After a disappointing barbecue with Thoth. Carter, Sadie, and Bast board the Egyptian Queen. Over lunch, it's revealed that Bast's old friend, shh, don't say his name, may be getting powerful enough to, es- to escape his prison. Carter has a soul-bonding experience and learns that Set really wants to split Osiris away from the rest of the family. Hooray, we did it. That's actually... So, so I know we're not reading emails really until next week, uh, but that's another email we got because I we forgot to do chapter synopsis for like a week or two. And someone was like, oh, I like the chapter synopsis. You keep doing that. I'm like, yeah, we just forgot. <laughs> so you have, to, you, have to, you have to remind us of, of stuff because we forgot I, am extre- I am extremely lazy and he has Alzheimer's. So <laughs> It does run in my family, actually. Oh, GG. <laughs> Actual GG. <laughs> oh, my God. That I, I that's and the so the other thing I'm going to say about the emails is that we're getting quite a number of emails that are in support of uh, uh, stop calling Hal's audio from episodes eight and nine bad. <laughs> is that is that is that a new hashtag that we have to have now? Hashtag Hal's audio wasn't that bad. GG. In episodes eight and nine of Into the Rabbit Universe, if if you at me on Twitter with that hashtag, I will send you. Uh, tree fitty all right so he won't he doesn't have tree fitty to send you i have many tree fitties to send people maybe don't listen if a lot of people ask I'm me for trying to, i'm trying to give you a way out just go with it <laughs> i appreciate it hal i'll also <laughs> appreciate it if we can actually start getting into our into our like reading let's go then so chapter 25 hal what happens in this chapter uh, basically, it's the it's our classic. We regroup with our our character of the day to recap of what's going on and set up for the next chapter. Pretty much, our heroes meet up with Thoth again. Except it's not at the university anymore. It's at a pyramid arena. Yeah, where uh, they play this wonderful game called basketball. <gasps> what's that? Tell me in great detail. So basketball is a, is a game in which you have a ball and you put it in a basket. Huh. <laughs> I, I love I love how um, what's it called? So Thoth, like he's talking to them and he's like, "Oh great, you lived." And Sadie and Carter's like, "Where is this? Like, what happened?" And they're huh? also like, "You know, you set us up with this really weird test with the Shopti." And Thoth is like, yeah, guilty as charged. I needed to test you. He's like, I sure did send statues to murder you. I couldn't send real magicians now, could I? 
It's like I'm I'm glad I'm glad you didn't murder my statues and that my statues didn't murder you. <laughs> yep. Uh, as we were talking about, this place has basketball, and the only reason we know is that uh, Thoth asks Khufu about it, and Khufu's like, Hurg! and he gives Carter a dirty look. Mm-hmm. Take your trash, bro. <laughs> trash. I t- hashtag. I can't wait until Khufu crosses Carter's ankles. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Carter lost that basketball almost as hard as Trump lost this election. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the funny part is, no, Carter genuinely gave a try. <laughs> just just to clarify when we're recording this, currently it is Saturday, uh, November 11th. November 11th, what? November 7th. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you've skipped a couple of days, haven't you? It's November 7th. Uh, right now, Trump is trying to be like, I'm going to sue. And we're all laughing at him like, you have no grounds to sue. And if you try to go to the Supreme Court, good luck. That takes many months, time which you don't have. Honestly. So the, I can't wait for the videos of him getting dragged out of the White House. It's going to be so much fun. So I don't think we're a political podcast, but I am having too much fun today. Honestly, like, <laughs> we could just turn this episode into um, Clown on Jump Day. I, I messaged you before we started recording. I'm like, well, I'm going to have a happy time recording today. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. We read the new chapters. Big stuff happened, but but actual big stuff happened. <laughs> I mean, my day's been pretty good. We're just going to like derail from the podcast for a second because my day's been pretty good. Uh, I thought I had COVID. I went to get a test. I don't have COVID. <laughs> that's, 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 that's quite great. <laughs> and to celebrate, I was like, I'll, I'll drop by my local bodega and get, um, get, get a bag of chips in Arizona. And the bag of chips I got, had like no air. It was full of chips. Oh, spicy. Yeah. And I was like, today's going to be a great day. And my mom wanted me to pick her up some muffins at the grocery store, which like they're, they, they're never there. They're like a really popular flavor. And then I went to go and they had them. And I'm like, wow, today's a good day. Mm. How was your day good today? It, it was. You know, I had no energy at work. And then I heard the wonderful news and all this energy started coming up. And then I got to leave work and I was like, yes. It was great. Before we recorded, you were like, yeah, uh, give me give me 20 minutes. My mom wants to celebrate with me. Honestly, my mom was actually dancing. It was great. <laughs> yeah, same. I I woke up today and I and I, I like I receive a text message from some friends and, I'm, and they're like, hey, he won. And so I told my mom and we like had a little dance and it was good. It's like we're, we're almost free. <laughs> so I think that has to end the political part of Into the Rowan Inverse. <laughs> I also don't think it's a segment we'll bring back anytime soon. We don't have to. That's the best part. <laughs> um, or were we in talking? Oh, yeah. So they survived. Thoth is like, you live. They're also like, you know, you sent killer Shopties to us. And he's like, yeah, but you didn't kill them. And it didn't kill you. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this was totally to prepare you. Yep. The House of Life is going to send uh, their best against you, and Carter being a simp is like, um, I, I'm pretty sure he needs Zaya. <laughs> but then Thoth takes the Ankh that they took from Elvis's tomb and puts it on a statue of Ramses. Can, can I just say that Carter has known and met Zaya for less than a day? Why is he simping after her already? He's just like all, all other little boys on the internet. He's not a little boy, he's 14. He's a little boy. Um, so yeah, Ramses gets the Ankh and he glows faintly and then the glow spreads to the entire pyramid and they're, and Thoth is like, well, we did it. All right. Good job, children. 
uh, uh, next time you visit me, I'll have a much bigger laboratory. And then the kids are like, that's nice, but now we got to press you about this plot development that you left left for us. And he's like, he's like, what? What plot development? And they hold out the, the painting of the cat and the snake, and Thoth is like, ah, yeah, a cat and a snake. <laughs> he's like, did I mention we have barbecue? And Sadie's <laughs> like, all right, old man, let's, let's not play these games. I love how Horace is in Carter's head being like, kill him! And Carter's <laughs> like, shut up. And he's like, kill the guitar at least. He's like, he's so trash at it, please. But yeah, apparently inside the book, there is an incantation for destroying set, which is highly convenient. But then the not so convenient part about this incantation is that it requires the use of Seth's secret name, which as we as we went through before, it's usually extremely, extremely difficult to learn what these are. And then they also need a feather of truth, which is also exceedingly difficult to get. Yep, they can only get it from the Egyptian land of the dead. It's like, yes, travel to the land of the dead. We haven't had poor experiences about this in other book series that we shouldn't be talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> where am I? Um, uh, <laughs> where Where is anyone, Hal? You're right. So they need to get Seth's real name, and they're like, well, we can't trick or convince Seth. And Thoth is like, well, he does have a true love. And they're like, oh yeah, Nephthys. What if we ask Nephthys? And he's like, you can, you might, you might, you might be able to find her. She might be by a river. She is a river goddess. And they're like, that's so helpful. Oh my god, why didn't we think of that before? <laughs> they're also remarkably close to a river. Truly, foreshadowing, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how so. A big thing is that Sadie's like, what's this feather of truth? And Carter's like, well, in ancient Egyptian mythology, when you died, it was believed that you had to take a journey through the land of the dead. A really dangerous journey. And then when you make it through, you have to go to the Hall of Judgment, where your life is swayed on the scales of Anubis. Your heart is on one side, and the feather of truth is on the other. If you pass the test, you were blessed with eternal happiness. And if you fail, a monster eats your heart. I like like to imagine that Abbott the Devourer is actually the cookie monster. <laughs> and he just picks up your heart and he's like, no, 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 no. See, no, with Thoth being like, oh, it's a cute little thing. I, I was just thinking of like a corgi. Aww. The 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 being that eats your heart if you are impure and evil is a corgi in my in my head. Oh, that makes sense. I, I completely agree with this. I love how Carter has to specify, like, you know, Thoth is like, well, you got to go to the land of the dead to get this. And maybe you'll be lucky. Anubis is in a good mood, like every thousand years or so. (laughs) And Carter has to be like, okay, how do we get there? And then Thoth is about to speak. And he's like, without dying. And Thoth, like, puts his hand down. This is is quite dangerous. You go, you're going to have to take a boat. Because boat is how we travel everywhere. And you're going to have to go to the end of the river. And he points north and is like, wait a minute. Rivers flow south here. Ugh, everything is backwards. I love it. <laughs> everything is backwards. By the way, Khufu just in the corner, like, rocking on a guitar. He really is. And it's like, go off. I-, I can't wait for the King Chronicle movies to be made so I can hear what he's playing. In my mind, he's playing, like, Joan Jet, And then Khufu puts down his guitar, and he's like, oof. And Toth is like, are you sure, my my friend? And, Ka- and Khufu is like, yep. And Thoth is like, well, um, the monkey's coming with you. And they're like, so where where are we going to find this boat exactly? And Thoth is like, yeah, you, you come from Pharaoh's boat, come to you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
mean, that's literally what he says. And then he points to the river, and there's like an old fashioned paddle wheel steamboat. And Thoth is like, "Well, my job here is done." And they're like, "But you didn't do anything." And then he just like walks away. I'll see you in future chapters, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then Sadie and Carter's like, "Crap, we have to take that." And Kufu's like, "Arg!" And he takes their hands, and they start walking down to the shore. And that is the end of chapter twenty-five. Pretty short chapter, actually. Yeah, so like I said, there's not not much going on in this chapter. It's just, it's just, hey, this is what happened last time, and this is what we got to do next. Previously on the Kane Chronicles. <laughs> next time on the Kane Chronicles. But that leads us into chapter twenty-six. Abra, the Egyptian queen. How? What happens in this chapter? Uh, basically, we get we get plot plot exposition mostly relating to boss's mental state at the moment listen it's such a 2020 thing it's such a 2020 thing that like the what i was perceiving to be the strongest willed character has like a breakdown this this chapter mm-hmm. i mean it happens there were many there have been many what the f- 2020 things that have happened in the past few days other than biden winning the election Spoilers for anyone who watched Supernatural, but uh, Distill became canon, and then I think it was Dean who just instantly died. See, I I I read about no, I read about that, and I watched a clip from it, and I'm like, it's so bad. Is it is it really is it really canon, or like is it some some literal messaging bullcrap that we're reading way too hard into? I mean, the subliminal the subliminal bullshit crap like message we're reading into is that after kissing a guy i think it's dean who literally burns in hell that's not what i read happened there yeah he like he like goes through some kind of journey passage whatever i'm not i'm not a huge supernatural fan i stopped watching like season six season Uh, sam i i stopped watching so long ago because they just kept coming up with new villains i'm like Oh come on! I, I'm pretty sure serious? at some point, I'm pretty Leviathan. sure at some point, like they killed the devil, and I'm like, that's it, you're done. Like you can't go farther than beating the devil, and then they just keep going farther. I'm like, what the? F-? They were like leviathans and God, and I'm like, oh, oh, we're fighting God now. I see. Okay. Uh, uh, uh along with that, there were rumors that are still rumors currently that uh, President Putin from Russia is stepping down. Which would actually be a blessing from the from the heavens. Oh my god. On top of that, Sherlock season five was just teased. But we knew about that. We, we knew it was coming. If this is the chapter if this is not chapter, if this is like the season in which John Locke becomes canon, like that's it. We've reached peak Tumblr. <laughs> that that would truly be it. To steal is canon, Dan and Phil came out as gay. All we need now is uh John Locke to be canon, and then that's it. Peak Tumblr is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah chapter 26 um, as, as you said Hal we have to deal with boss being emotional before we get to that we have to walk down to the boat but they, they, they are on boat not yet they're walking to the boat and uh, Carter's like hmm the name of the, the boat is the Egyptian queen see that girl watch that sea she is the Egyptian queen mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, it's just some boring old steamboat. But the closer they look at it, they're noticing strange little details. Like the boat's name is written in Demotech and in hieroglyphics underneath the English. And there's also all these orbs and multicolored fire-flighted things around the decks. And Sadie's like, that's odd. And Carter's like, yeah, I've seen eyes painted on boats like that before. They're all over the Mediterranean, but they don't move. And Sadie's like, no, not that, you idiot. 
there's a lady up there. <laughs> there is main character on boat. <laughs> and they're like, it's Bust! And they go up uh, to find her in, like, the captain's area. Uh, but she's not alone, Hal. Who is she with? She is with X-Man. I, I had I've, I love having such a vivid imagination. So this Axeman character is described as having a human body dressed in a white uniform of a boat captain, but instead of a head, he has a double-bladed axe. And, he, and Carter's not talking like a small axe for chopping wood. He's talking like a huge battle axe. Twin crested shaped iron blades, one where his face should be, one in the back, uh, and the edges were splattered with suspicious looking dried red splotches. We're just not going to talk about those dry blotches. I mean, I can only imagine that he like gets really mad at someone and headbutts them. <laughs> He's like, oh, whoops. <laughs> so the ship pulls up the dock, and there's balls of fires and everything, and they go up, and Boss hugs everyone, even Khufu, <laughs> for some reason. Even though they've known each other for, what, less than an hour total? Who knows? And Khufu's like, oh, hell yeah, nice hug. Uh, I'm going to return the favor by getting rid of your lice. <laughs> And then they they give her they give her the 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 speedy montage version of what happened when they separated, and she's like, "Ugh, Elvis." <laughs> it's like she's not a she's not a fan. Apparently, she 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 knows she knows the backstory, so she's not a fan. <laughs> so I've taken to listening to the audiobook as well as reading along, uh, just so I can get a better idea of how to pronounce things. Um, I thought that. In the audiobook, she said Thoth is getting cool in his old age, and I'm like, "What? No, cruel. Yeah, cruel." And and Bost in all of her being like, "Ugh, Thoth sucks." She's like, "I'm so I can't say that I'm glad to be on this boat again. I hate the water." And Carter's like, "You've been on this boat before?" And then Bost is like, "Changing the subject." <laughs> so they follow her. They follow her into the the diner, the yeah, the dinner diner parlor, bar. dining parlor. And X Man starts talking to them, and I'm I'm just trying to imagine just a a a voice just coming from an X. I'm like, huh, this is this is this is this is quite disconcerting. I mean, I really hope he doesn't have any questions to ask to ask the kids. Uh, <laughs> moving on. How <laughs> how my jokes are great. They're amazing. They're I've received terrible. three three emails terrible. telling me telling me to stop terrible. with the puns ever since the nut episode. Um, yeah. But I'm not going to. There are trash, horrible. I've had. I only have one email. One email that told me they liked the nut puns episode, and and I'm 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 only going to keep doing it because that one person likes it. Yeah. That person has such poor taste. You have poor taste, you dummy. No, no you. Damn it. So they go mm. to the dining parlor, and the long dining table was laid in with every kind of food. Sandwiches, pizzas, hamburgers, Mexican food. And there was also an ice chest with uh, a soda dispenser of about 20 different choices, a line of golden goblets. I can't imagine how bougie it would feel to drink like Dr. Pepper out of a golden goblet. <laughs> so yeah, as you were saying, the uh, the Axeman starts talking to, I thought I almost said X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to the X-Men, it's Axeman. Shing. Wolverine just looks at him like, <clears throat> I don't get what's the big deal, bub. <sighs> <laughs> 
So Axeman starts coming down and he's like, Lord and Lady Kane, um, it is an honor to have you aboard. And Sadie, of course, lets Lady Kane go to her head. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I am Bloodstained Blade. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I'm like, this is a stereotype name. He's like, Axeman has bloody name. Lovely. But anywho, he, they are, they're surprised that the cat, the axe man is asking them for their orders, and boss reveals that they are they are bound to they are bound to their family, and that their parents summoned summoned the boat in the first place. And the axe man is like, "You haven't told them the spoilers yet." And boss is like, "I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it." <laughs> and um, so the quick details of this boat is that it can only be summoned once a year and only in times of great need. They, Carter and Sadie really need to give the captain orders, but they have to be like specific enough so that they can get to their destination safely. So Carter tells them, we need to go to the Hall of Judgment. Take us to the Land of the Dead. And the Bloodstained Blade is like, sure, it'll take some time, but we can get that done. And he's like, no, we need to go. We need to go now because plot relevant date is coming up. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they are currently right now at the evening of December 27th. The day after tomorrow, December 29th, at sunrise, Sad is going to complete his pyramid and destroy the world. Oh, he's going to play Happy Birthday on loudspeaker. <laughs> so, a Bloodstained Blade is like, yeah, sure, I'll do my best. I know I have limited time. By the way, I would have so loved it if after Carter was like, we need to visit the Hall of Judgment, take us to the Land of the Dead. He just starts preparing like, headbutt them, and he's like, alive, alive, we want to get there alive. Mm-hmm. I would love that. <laughs> yes. So uh they're so Bloodstained Blade is like, well, while we're getting there, how about you eat? And Carter's like, oh yeah, I haven't eaten anything since like Washington Monument. He's like, let me let me nom on this. Let me nom on everything on the table. My man's really ate a recipe sandwich, th- like a couple of pieces of cherry pie, and three glasses of ginger ale. And Sadie's like, you're disgusting. <laughs> no, Sadie's like, I had lunch on the plane. I'm not that hungry. Eh. And Khufu is like carefully finding things that end in O. <laughs> my my thing isn't so Carter comments on Sadie drinking Ribena. Isn't Ribena like wine? Like children wine? Why are you asking questions? What? Mind your business. <laughs> what is it? Oh no, so it's just a soda. It's it's like a juice soda. I thought it was like a wine. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm, hold on, I, I'm gonna message local uh, local uh, British po- uh, Percy Jackson podcaster Fran. I'm gonna be like, "What is Ribena?" No context. I'll let you know what she says later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um. So Sadie's drinking Ribena and they're chilling, and uh, Khufu uh, grabs a ball of fire and he fashions it into a glowing basketball and snorts at Carter. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, bro, you're trash. You can't come with me." And Carter's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm good." I'm good too. It's like let's not have fun with that. Anywho, now we finally get to them confronting Bast on what she has been, what she was up to before, before their parents released her from the from the obelisk. Bast reveals that she hadn't been on on board the boat since the night that their mother had died. They had they had docked the boat in the Thames. James. Is it Thames or Thames? The, th- the, the River Thames. Thames? 
but yeah, after 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 she died, their father had brought her there, and that's where they made the deal that he would that she would protect protect the kids. But basically, TLDR, boss was fighting a Aphios. The don't say his name. He's not real. <laughs> can, can can you prove this geometrically? Uh, possibly, but I am bad at geometry, so it will take quite a while. Anywho, basically they were bound to, to they were bound in eternal combat by Ra. Ra was basically hoping that the two of them would weaken each other to the point that they would just cease to exist, and he would no longer have to worry about deadly snake creature destroying everything. Mm-hmm. And Boss was content to that fate until their parents were able to give her a way out, and she was like, "Oh yeah, let me let me peace out, let me peace out real quick." Uh, and so she had to peace out, but also in order to keep, you know who, uh, stuck in their in their in his like little prison, uh, Carter and Sadie's mom had to essentially give up her life force to trap him. Yeah. Uh, he stayed trapped in the in the abyss, and Boss and Julius were very sure of it that the serpent was greatly weakened from the eons of fighting with Boss. But in recent years, she's like, well, I mean, it might be possible that the prison like won't hold him for much longer. And I'm like, that just seems like build up for either later in the book or one of the sequels. <laughs> where she's like hey i know you're currently beating this guy right now it's kind of like at the end at the end of avengers like thanos is teased and i'm like hmm interesting (laughs) i am inevitable so after all this after boss tells carter and sadie that she essentially took the first opportunity to abandon her post Instead of being mad at her, they're both like, yeah, we understand. Like, that that sucks, dude. That's rough, buddy. And she's like, no, I'm a coward. And Horace is like, yeah, she's she's she, she's supposed to she's supposed to follow King Orders, and she didn't follow King Orders. And Carter's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. And Carter's like, well, the king is stupid. And the boat starts to, like, dematerialize. And Boss is like, dude, chill. This This boat can only work if you have allegiance to the king. And um, Horace is like, you are a serpent of my Those thoughts that are unworthy. He's like, maybe I am unworthy. And then the ha- and Thor's hammer falls out of the sky. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go take a nap. And of course, because it's Carter, he's not allowed to take a nap. So Carter needs an extra strength magic pillow because his ba is just vibing today. Mm. And uh, his bog goes up to like the steering, like the wheelhouse of the boat. And instead of Bloodstain, Blade, I, that's such a stupid name. Instead of him uh, being at the wheel, there's a young man in leather armor. His eyes were outlined with coal and his head was bald except for a braided ponytail. Ponytail? Mm. <laughs> for a braided ponytail. That's, a, that's how he describes uh, Horace, who is the person we were talking to. <laughs> But basically, he's like, in order for you to better understand wh- who the real enemy is, you need to be taught a lesson. And then he's like, he's like, time for you to take a magical mystery ride. <laughs> it's the magic bar bus, whoa. <laughs> All right, so he, his bar is whisked to 
an airplane that is in the process of being destroyed by Set. And guess who's on the plane? The plane. Zaya and Douchebag and two other magicians. Mm-hmm. So here's here's the thing. Uh, it, it's it's weird. Um, when I listen to the 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 audiobook, his name is pronounced They Jar There, and um, I don't I don't care. He's just douchebag to me. Yes, his name is douchebag. <laughs> uh, the plane starts walking, and over the intercom, you know, you hear the, the, the plane starts walking. Yes, the plane starts walking in midair, <laughs> which is cause for turbulence and for the captain to get on the intercom and be like, Yeah, I imagine. We'll be experiencing some minor turbulence as we make our descent into Dallas on account of the fact that the plane is walking. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like all this thunder and lightning, you know, very, very frightening. And uh, Zaya snaps awake and she's like, The Red Lord. And then the plane starts coming apart literally coming apart and i love how douchebag is getting up and he's starting to like open the overhead compartment and the flight attendant attendant is like sir sir sit down sir the ultimate power in the universe the flight attendant (laughs) and douchebag just ignores her and takes out uh four magical toolkits and passes them to his colleagues and then the plane starts to just (laughs) disintegrate it's like that's when that's 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 what happens when gods attempt to, to murder you yeah but they use their, their magical mystery powers and hold the plane. They literally hold the plane together and hold all the people inside of it and then make everybody take take a nap time. Yeah. I want to imagine Zeus is somewhere off in the distance watching Set destroy this plane and being like, nice. Mm. He's like, I gotta remember that for next time. <laughs> He's like, I can do that too. He just blasted another plane out of the sky. And he's like, oh, I didn't make it disintegrate. It just blew up. So far. I wanted to do what Set did. Mm. Oh, well, whatever. Um, so Zaya slams her wand. I love how Zaya just slams her wand on the controls and everything starts to, like, freak the f*** out. But the mm. plane still comes up and its speed's dropping. And just as the plane is, like, you know falling and douchebag is like zaya we got to get out of here the mortals will wake up by the way i don't think they save them i think they're just letting the the plane crash no they landed the plane oh they landed the plane did i miss something yes i got oh landed it landed i missed that part where they landed the plane (laughs) yeah they 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 definitely did land the plane there and uh, okay Uh, it's a lot funnier to just be like well we did everything we could uh time Mm -hmm. to let time to let a plane full of people die Deuces. Deuces. But just as Zaya and Douchebag are leaving, Carter's Ba is taken to a different place. I just imagine Set doing like his best Hades impression where he's just laughing maniacally. And then he's whisked, then they're whisked to Brooklyn to look at the ruined mansion that almost owns and a giant winter storm, which is pretty much just a normal day in Brooklyn, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then finally... Finally, there he's rest to a place that he does not recognize. A river winding through a desert canyon because this is just this is just the, the standard setting for everything that happens in Egypt. There's a river and sand nearby. <laughs> and then Horus is like, "My boy, this is only the beginning. Set will destroy everyone you care about. Believe me, I know." And now you're going to see one of my memories. This is a memory of Isis and Horus back when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And they had finally located Osiris's coffin. 
And they're like, yes, we'll revive him. And Set's like, yes, you sure did find your father. And they're like, wait, Set. And then Set's like, time to murder. Time to murder things. Time to murder things. And I think it's unfair of Set to just be like, haha, you found him. What if I split him into 14 parts and sent him across Egypt? Bazinga. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he's all gone. And just before he touches Isis and Horus inappropriately, and that's that's not a joke I want to make, but before he does that, mm-hmm. uh, they fly away. And Horus is like, "They, you see, Carter, he destroyed my father. He'll do the same to yours. Aunt Nephthys and Isis, like, they spent years searching for uh, Osiris's coffin, and they found him, and they put him back together, but their magic couldn't bring him back to life. He became an undead god, only fit to rule in the Duat. And this is the kind of motivation that gave Horus the kind of strength to beat up Set and take the throne. And he's like, see, I can do it. You can do it too. And Carter's like, I don't want to do that. He's like, I just want, I just want my dad back. And he's like, well, you can't have your dad back. And of course, um, now that that information has been delivered, Carter wakes up and Sadie is like, hey, we're here. So he sits up, they look outside and, uh, Carter's like, how long was I asleep? And Boss is like, well, you were asleep for most of the Mississippi. We're now deep into du- into the Duat. We're approaching the first cataract. The first cataract. And Boss says, yep, the entrance to the land of the dead. And that is the end of chapter 26. But that is the end of our reading. Hal, do you have any final thoughts? Any thoughts at all? Uh, not at the moment. Again, I enjoy Boss thanks this, this chapter, which is why I gave it a higher score than you'd think well if you don't have any more thoughts then let's go into our new segments which are scrolling through the egyptian age where i go over some of the quick little facts about something we learned in these two chapters and how who was the god we met this chapter horus exactly he didn't say anything but i wanted to just get to there did we well we we, we knew him beforehand yeah i'm also thinking i already gave a, a little scrolling through the egyptian age of horus but i'm doing it again anyways i don't care it's my podcast it's your podcast there's no rules how we spent like 15 minutes talking about politics in a children's podcast there's no more rules it was like they need to know they need to know that the monkey will soon be gone horus is the ancient egyptian god of the sky he's also considered egypt's ruler and protector the egyptians believe that the pharaoh was the living horus he's also the first national ancient egyptian god worshipped by all of egypt Horus was worshipped for over 5,000 years, from the late pre-dynastic period through the Roman times. Because of the many different stories and beliefs surrounding him, there is some confusion about Horus, such as his appearance. But his appearance is mainly depicted as a royal man with the upper head of a hawk or falcon. He would wear a a red and white crown, representing the unity between Upper and Lower Egypt. Horus often held a spear and an ankh in his hands. He was sometimes represented with the body of a lion or as a sphinx. He was also known as the Sun God, the War God, the God of Dawn, the God of Kingship, Son of Truth, and many, many other names. Under any name, Horus was represented by Falcon as seen as the ruler of the gods. Horus was also considered the patron saint of the Pharaoh, who was known as the Living Horus. When Pharaohs died, they were united with Horus's father, Osiris, in the god who is the god of the underworld. Uh, the next pharaoh would take the living form of Horus, and because the poli- <clears throat> and because the people of Egypt believed in and loved Horus, they were typically united in and following the pharaoh. And that's all I got on Horus. 
which leads us into our next segment, uh, Consulting the Divine, where I, someone who has never read the King Chronicle books, will try and predict what happens in the next two chapters. Um, I honestly don't have a whole lot to piece together. The past few episodes that they know to be like, okay, I know they have to go somewhere. So right now they're about to go through the first trial of going into the land of the dead. I imagine that's just going to be like the first Sadie chapter and the second Sadie chapter. Maybe they get into the, the hall of judgment or whatever, and they might meet Anubis, but that's, that's all I can really guess. I can only imagine that. I'm also watching. I just want for somebody to pull out a dual disc and be like, it's time to duel. Mm. So Hal, you have no other thoughts to say about the chapter? Oh, not this time. All righty then. Hal, then that means it is time for our end credits. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Thank you for listening to another episode of Into the Riordanverse. If you want to contact the show, there are several ways to do so. First of all, we are uh, we have an email address, intotheriordanverse at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your comments, your concerns. Hal, even stop by to say hi. We're going to be doing a mailback episode next week, so if you want to have your question read, try and send it by like Wednesday the latest, maybe. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, just just send your email. We, we love you. Just send your email. Um, if you want to follow the show on social media, we are on uh, we are at RiordanversePod at Twitter.com. If you want to follow me on social media, I am at the damn meme page. Damn is spelled D-A-M on both Instagram and Twitter. Hal, where can they follow you on social media? You can follow me in the ether because I don't have social media. Ah ha ha. Ah ha ha just email the show or email Robert. I'll, I'll hear about it. The icon for the show was drawn by Rampakoka. You can find him on Twitter at Rampakoka. R-A-N-P-A-K-O-K-A. Um, the brilliant musician behind the theme song that Hal loves so much oh, is Kobe Ofi on uh, Fiverr.com. You can find them at Kobe Ofi. Everything, as always, is linked in the episode show notes. And with that, I think we're done with this episode of Into the Rire Universe. Hal, thank you for doing a podcast with me. Oh, thank you. Thank you, fans, for helping me put up with Robert. Uh, please don't bully me, anyone. Please, I don't want to get bullied. Not bully him. Oh, God damn it. And we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Adios.